Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoof beats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. One, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. courtroom in Frontier Town was crowded as Judge Brennan rapped for order. He signaled for both Colonel Carter and Colonel Andrews to stand before him. Carter, you got any more witnesses? No, sir. Well, it's just a pity you can't bring a few of your longhorns in here. They'd tell us the truth. They busted down the fences themselves. But, Jack... That's enough. I'm dismissing the case of Carter versus Andrews. Thank you, Your Honor. I haven't finished. Carter brought this action, but Judge Notch tells me that... You try to pull the same shenanigans from time to time, Andrews. Well, Judge... Never mind, well, judging me. Carter, you were rustling horses for General Lee during the war. Rustling? Well, Andrews was rustling fiddles for Sherman. You were on... Quiet! War's been fought and it isn't fitting it should be fought in this court again. I warn you both. Either you start another suit that hasn't got any sense to it, the course will be higher in Pike's Peak. Sir, if legal redress is to be denied me, I shall have to take the protection of my rights and property into my own hands. If you are asking for gunplay, you'll get it. There'll be no gunplay. I'm putting both of you under bond to keep the peace. Five thousand dollars. 
Sheriff, you can just keep an eye on them till they produce some money. Right, Judge. $5,000. I haven't got that much cash. Court's adjourned. Yeah. All right, come on up here, gents. I want to talk to you. Come on closer here. I'm taking Judge Knott's place here on the bench, so I figure it's only right to send a little business his way. You'll both come across the street to the bank with me and sign notes for the money. Cash will be deposited with the sheriff. Hey, that's it, girl. The only thing I've ever heard of. Both the colonels signed notes for their bonds. Andrews and his men left the bank first. Then as Carter and his daughter were walking down the steps outside... Rose, did I see you bow to Jim Andrews? Yes, Father. He lifted his hat to me. Why, the insolent young puppy. I'll take a horse whip to him. Why, you'll do nothing of the sort. You get into the buggy. I certainly will. And I'll take charge of the whip. Give it to me, Rose. No, you can't afford to waste $5,000. Now, come on, Father. Rose. Come along. I don't care about the money. No Andrews can force his attention on my daughter. Now you stop it. He didn't force his attentions on me. He raised his hat, and if I don't object to his being polite, there's no reason why you should. Now you get in here. Rose, have you ever spoken to Jim Andrews? Of course I have. I forbid you to ever speak to him again. All right, Father. You've forbidden me. You'll obey me? I won't promise anything like that. No. Where's your pride, Rose? The Andrews are enemies. That's only because you and Colonel Andrews are acting like a pair of obstinate old mules. How dare you talk to me like that? I'm sorry, but it's true. Now, I warn you, Rose, if I ever catch you talking to Jim Andrews, I'll do more than using a horse whip on him. Bond or no bond, there'll be gunplay. What's the use? Go on, Father, it's time we were getting home. Get up there. Late that afternoon, Rose Carter reined up on the banks of the creek that separated the Carter and the Andrews ranches. Jim Andrews was waiting on the other side and urged his mount through the creek to her side. Two young people dismounted together. Have you told him, Rose? No, I'm sorry. It's no good, Jim. He'll never give his consent. Have you said anything to your father? Yes, I... I have. You don't have to say anything more. He threatened to disown me. But that doesn't matter. But it does. Why? I've got some money that Mom left me. I've bought the old Hennessy place, Rose. You have? Signed the papers while I was in town today. The house isn't much, but we can fix it up. I do wish it weren't so close. Well, it's, it's good grazing land, and it's the only spread to be had in this section of the country. There's no reason why we should run away. I guess I'm scared. Of what? They'll try to stop us. Let him. I think Father might try to kill you. Oh, there's no danger of that. You don't know Father. I should. I know my own pa. Once upon a time, the two of them got used to having their orders obeyed without question. <laughs> now it sort of makes them local whenever anybody stands up against them. That's just it. That's why there is danger. I got some help promised me. Help? We're going through with this just like we planned, Rose. Saturday night. You'll be at Tarberry's for the dancing. Yes, Jim. We'll slip away after the party gets started and head straight for the mission. You said you had some help promised you. I have. I had a talk with the mass man. The Lone Ranger? Yeah. And I told him what we planned to do. 
He thought we should try to win over your paw and mine, but I convinced him that was hopeless. So he's going to help us. But what can he do? Just make sure there isn't any trouble. He and Tun will be waiting for us at the mission. And they'll ride back to the party with us after it's over. When we tell Father and Colonel Andrews. That's right, honey. And you think maybe they'll forgive us? Maybe. Makes me feel some better to have the masked man on our side, oh, but... Don't worry, honey. I won't see you again before Saturday night, Jim. I don't want to take a chance on it. Maybe that's for the best. But I'll take any chance we have to then. Steady. Boy, there's somebody coming. Goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, honey. Until Saturday. Get up there. people from Frontier Town and all the ranchers from miles around were present at the Tarburys the following Saturday night. At 12 o'clock, the party was at its height, and Colonel Carter pushed his way through the crowd to Colonel Andrew's side. So, where's my daughter? Your daddy? How should I know? Where's your son? Eh? Those two questions don't go together. He's got better sense than to be seen in the company of a Carter. If he's run off with my daughter... What's it? I'll shoot him on Saturday. Not before I get finished with him, you won't. What gives you the idea they've run off together? Well, they're not here. Jim wouldn't dare. I want him to keep away from her. Then you admit it's possible. Not without proof. I won't admit that any son of mine could stoop so low. Well, let me assure you, sir, that for an Andrews, it would be no effort. Why, Come on outside. I'll give you a chance to go for your gun. At once, sir. But considering the standard of marksmanship in the north, it's only fair that I should allow you the first go. Come on. Wait a minute now. Hand over your guns, Andy. You too, Carter. Sheriff, this man assaulted me. I'm the one that's been insulted. Yes, I heard it all. Hurry up. I want your guns. Unstrap your belts and hand them over. You two forgotten you're under bond to keep the peace? When it comes to a question of honor, money makes little difference. Your guns. All right, here's mine. Carter? Yes, sir. Well, that's better. Now, Sheriff, as a representative of law and order in this county, I'm calling on you to find my daughter. I'm accusing this man's scapegrace son. You'd better keep your accusations to yourself, Colonel. Oh, Miss Calvary, I apologize for this disturbance. Never mind your apologies. All I want you to do is to show a little sense. Both of you. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. Sorry isn't enough. Besides, you don't mean it. I'm asking for sense. And there's somebody outside who may be able to talk a little into you. Then who is it? Well, who's outside? Come along. It's a lone ranger. Here they are, mister. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, sir. Do you know where my daughter is? Yes, Colonel Carter. And where's my son? Jim and Rose are together. I knew it. I demand that you take me to them at once. Whether I do or not depends on you. What do you mean by that, sir? Rose is my daughter. You may as well know it right away, Colonel. Rose is Jim's wife. His wife? Yes, the young fool. That's impossible. It's a fact. They were married at the mission this evening. And a fine thing, too. I won't have it. I'll get the marriage or not. I'll cut him off without a cent. I warned him. You'll both listen to me for a minute. Sheriff, I demand that you... You'll listen to the masked man, Colonel. What I have to say won't take long. Jim and Rose are reasonable young people, and they wanted your consent for their marriage. Consent? Never. There wasn't a chance of that. You, Andrews, threatened to throw your son out. And I meant it. And you, Carter, threatened to shoot Jim. The 
Andrews as much as talk to him. He's an Andrews. So it was useless to argue with you. But Jim and Rose were in love. They're both of age, so they went ahead and got married without your consent. Now you two have a choice to make. I'd advise you to face the situation, forget your past differences for the sake of your children's happiness. Please, Colonel Carter. Come on, Andrews. Give the kids a break. Where are they, sir? From your tone, I gather you don't intend to relent. Where are they? They're here. Rose, Jim, I hope you'd forgive them. Don't disappoint them. Don't you realize you're just hurting yourselves for being obstinate? Jim's my son, Miss Tarbell. And why don't you remember that? And act like the masked man said. Rose. Yes, Father? Is it true? I won't believe it until you tell me yourself. Yes, it's true. I'm Mrs. Jim There's a fine title. If you weren't a carter, I'd almost feel sorry for you. I meant what I said, Jim. If that's the way you want it, Paul. It's the way you want it. You proved that. Now that you've turned your back on me, you can look out for yourself. Just how do you expect to make enough to keep a wife? Same way you make money? By ranching. I bought the Hennessy Spring. You see that again? I bought the Hennessy Spring. More double dealing. I ain't to buy that land myself. What? told me about it, Paul. But I'll still get it. You'll go broke in less than a year. When that day comes, maybe you'll regret going over to the enemy. I don't look at it that way. I do. And whatever happens, you'll get no help from me. You will from the rest of us around Frontier Town, Jim. I'm certain sure you'll make a go of your ranch. Thanks, Mrs. Tarberry. Father. What is it, Rose? I was hoping we could be friends. Well, I can only tell you this. There'll always be a place for you at home, but there'll never be a welcome for him. Then all I can say is goodbye, Father. We might as well get started, Jim. Yeah, honey. Goodbye, Miss Tarberry. Goodbye, masked man. Thanks for trying. Adios, Jim. Goodbye, Jim. Miss Silver, Kimasani. I'm coming, Toto. Oh, those poor young men. They'll never make it go over there. They'll have their chance, Colonel Andrews. And anyone who tries to deprive them of it will have to answer to their friends. Steady, big fellow. One, two, three, one, count. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. Rose and Jim Andrews had to battle against odds during the first year of their marriage to make their ranch a paying proposition. But when the time for the spring roundup came, Jim was able to hire three hands. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rode out to his ranch after the calves had been branded and inspected his first market herd. Yes, sir. It won't be long now before there'll be some money coming in. The cattle's in fine condition. Ah, it bring good price. Jim... Will you be keeping these new hands on after the drive? I can use them, mister. They don't like to work. <laughs> I know. I have to ride herd on them as much as I do on the cattle. And spend plenty of time at Bright Lights Cafe. Yeah, the best I could get, Tonto. Maybe a little later I'll be able to pick up some top ends. In the meantime, keep an eye on them. Especially Ben. I will. Oh, uh, how's Rose? All right, I guess. She'd feel a lot better if... <laughs> Well, there's no sense in talking about that. Her father? And mine. We haven't seen him since the night we got married. But there's nothing to be done about it. I think Tonto and I will pay them a visit on our way back to the hills. Yeah? I think they should know how well you're doing. That'll just burn Paul up. Colonel Carter, too. I'm not so sure. Paul wants this ranch. Colonel Carter wants Rose to leave me. That's what they said. But did you ever hear of fighting fire with fire? What's that? Well, it's the best way to stop prairie fire, Jim. Sometimes it's possible to fight pride with pride. I don't get you, mister. It's only an idea. Still, it might work. We'll see, Jim. Right. Adios. So long. Come on, Silver. Get him up, scout. It was just at sunset that evening that Jim called his wife to the front window of their living room. Rose. What is it, Jim? Come here to the window. You're mighty pleased about something. <laughs> Looks like we got visitors. Just cast your eyes on the rise over to the east. Well, it's a man on horseback. Look again. It's father. <laughs> it sure is. Now look over to the west, hmm? top of the same rise. Jim, that's your paw. <laughs> that's right. The two of them riding along, casual, and giving us the once over. This is the mass man's doing. Are they coming here? Not if they see each other, they won't. It'd be a mite too skittish for that. They are going to see each other. <laughs> Look, what did I tell you? They've turned tail and run like a couple of jackrabbits. But they'll come back, Jim. I wouldn't be surprised. Hey. What's the matter? Somebody else coming over the rise. Mm-hmm. I don't like this hombre's looks at all. Neither do I. He's wearing his gun strapped low. Jim, if he wants a job, don't you give it to him. Not even for the drive. We can get along without his kind. I'll talk to him outside, honey. Howdy. Where's Ben Nolan and left the crowd? Ben's at the bunkhouse. Left he's out in the range with Joe. Are you a friend of theirs? I got a little business with him. Oh, it's late. You want some supper? I don't need any handouts. Get up there. Stranger, red-haired, and with a scar cutting across his cheek to the side of his mouth, rode straight for the bunkhouse. He reined up and swung from the saddle. Red, you've been a long time getting here. I got delayed in jail. What happened? Uh, Shooting scrape. 
They had to let me go because I did on my drew first. <laughs> you always was able to take care of yourself. Yeah. Well, now that I'm here, I don't intend to stay long. Uh, we can move out whenever you say. That's tonight. We're going to have some bad weather. Sure. Now, there's a hood on this spread all rounded up. They're short horns. They never stand up under the drive to the border. Yeah, but I was thinking... Don't waste Red... your time trying one arm around. Whatever you say, Red. I find out more about this country in a half a day than you have in a month. Yeah, sure. There's a couple of ranches to the north. Carter and old man Andrews. That's right. Hate each other like poison. Yeah. We take a hundred long horns from each of them. <laughs> By the time they get through setting the law on each other, we'll be out of the country. Yeah, but how are Never we... mind how. Go get Lefty and Joe. I'll tell you how we work it when we're all together. Night had fallen. The sky had clouded over and a wind-driven rain was falling by the time Ben returned to the bunkhouse. Oh, what a night. <laughs> yeah, I like this weather. It's red. Where's Lefty and Joe? They're coming. The boss stopped me on the way back. Yeah, he was here looking for he you. He told me to ride into town, get Miss Tarberry and Doc Drummond. It's a missus. Yeah? What do I do? Just forget about it? No. Now, if that doc don't show up, Andrews will have the whole county on its ear. Hey, go ahead. But what about tonight? Get back fast. Report to young Andrews. Then meet me near the opening of the pass. I'll be waiting there with a hundred head from Carter's. By that time, Joe and Lefty will be driving the rest of our herd down from old man Andrews' spread. We can get along without you till we start through the pass. Now, hurry it up. I'm on my way. Tonto was at Doc Drummond's when Ben Nolan arrived with his message. And as soon as the doctor started, promising to pick up Mrs. Tarbury on the way, Tonto rode back to the Lone Ranger's camp and told him the news. Tonto, Jim will be staying at the house. Ah, the range let up, but the thunder and lightning may keep up for hours. It looked that way. I don't trust Jim's crew in weather like this. Maybe better we go there. Yes, we'd better. Here, Silver. Thunder make cattle nervous. Yes, easy, big fella. Came to a stampede. Men in those other hands would probably run for it. Come on, Silver. As the lightning flashed across the sky and the thunder crashed, the Lone Ranger and Tonto raced down from the hills and on to Jim's ranch. At last, they saw the lighted ranch house and the dark shadows of the bunkhouse nearby. On they rode until they sighted the herd. Herd seems to be quiet. Ah! We see one rider. And all me see. Find out from him where the others are. Hello there! Hello! That's Colonel Andrews, Tonto. Oh, Silver. Hello. Some of Jim's crew. Aren't they anywhere around? Uh, I haven't seen them. There's a rider over on the other side of the herd, rounding up strays. I can hear him. We'll ride around and see if he's having any trouble. Well, I'll come with you. About my being here. You don't have to explain. I heard about the doctor being called. Well, we understand, Colonel. You're here for the same reason we are. Hold on, stop. There's a rider you heard. Hustle, Where are you lazy in our county? Good evening, Colonel Carter. Oh, the mass man. Uh, my humble apologies, sir. No need, Colonel. We're looking for Jim's crew, too. Well, I'm just... Well, I was riding in this direction, and 
I saw the herd milling around, so I... Is that the truth, Colonel? Well, no, it isn't. But Rose is my daughter. I can't do anything up at the house. I figured I might be of some help down here. Andy, both got caught in the action. Andy! What is it, fellow? You see many cattle open your pass. You watch. Next time lightning comes. Right. They're longhorns. They don't belong to this herd. Why, they look like my breed. Billy, it's rustlers. Come on. We can stop them before they reach the pass. Come on, Billy. Come on. Red and Ben were riding point on their rustled herd and were congratulating themselves as they neared the pass. Suddenly, a volley of shots rang out ahead. The Longhorn swerved away from the entrance. That's a posse. Let's get out of here. Get up, come on, get up. The outlaws tried to make a break for safety, but the milling steers hemmed them in. By the time Red managed to break into the clear, the hoofs of the great horse Silver were thundering behind him, and the Lone Ranger's lariat snaked through the air to settle around his arm. Get him. Don't pull me out of this coyote. I'll be trampled to death. Oh, you got me up. I won't go for my guns. That rope around you, I can depend on your word. He's got the other spurs, man. Other fellows from Tim's crew, Kimisabi. Yes, this is their leader. We'll tie them and leave them until we round up the cattle. Oh, Colonel, bring your prisoners over here. An hour later, the storm had passed over. The cattle had quieted down, and the outlaws were resting peacefully on the floor of the bunkhouse, tied hand and foot. The Lone Ranger, Tonto, and the two colonels reined up in front of the ranch house. You'd better go and talk to Jim by yourself, monsieur. All right, if that's the way you want it. Yeah. Be... Hello. Hello, Jim. Oh, uh... Jim, I have some bad news for you. Oh, is that so? Nothing to be worried about, though. We caught your crew rustling some of your father's and Colonel Carter's cattle. Ben and the rest of them are tied up in the bunkhouse, and Sheriff Taylor will pick them up. Oh, I see. I don't know. see that nothing happens to the herd. <laughs> well, that's fine, but... Well, I... I can't seem to think straight right now. Oh, anything wrong? Wrong? <laughs> no, it's wonderful. It's a boy. Well, congratulations. Just a moment. Colonel Andrews! Colonel Carter! It's a boy! This is true, Jim. Have you really got a thumb, Jim? On one condition. Jim, what's it? You shake hands with Colonel Carter right now. Hey! <laughs> Why, sure. Put it there, Colonel. <laughs> a pleasure. And you can call me Daniel from now on, Jim. <laughs> All right, Daniel. Come on in. Where's the mess, man? Why, he's gone. I guess maybe he figured this should be a family party. Well, but if it hadn't been for him, well, I mean, Jim... Well, I'll see it for you, Daniel. Yeah, Colonel and I wouldn't be back in the family for a party, Jim, if it hadn't been for the Lone Ranger. I know, Pa. He's the best friend we'll ever have.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Thank <laughs> you.